and good afternoon. It is Friday and that's time for our regular lunch and learn. Now today we're going to be talking about tinnitus. Now you may have it and not know it. The characteristics of tinnitus are ringing in the ear, whooshing in the ear, feeling heavy in the ear, all those kind of things. So we're going to talk about it, what might be the cause of it, and how we can get rid of it. And so these are some novel approaches because there is no uh, approved, FDA approved treatment either here or in Europe. So uh, this is something that affects a lot of people and so hopefully I'm going to be able to give you a solution. And so we're going to be talking about this debilitating uh, condition. All right, some sufferers find relief from low-level infrared light therapy. All right, according to a new peer-reviewed first-of-its-kind study published in the Journal of Personalized Medicine, over a four-week period of time, researchers evaluated treatment for tinnitus in more than 100 men and women aged 18 to 65 whose condition either had an unknown cause or had been unresponsive to treatment and divided them randomly into 10 different groups. Researchers investigated personalized treatment options involving low-level laser therapy using red and infrared light on the inner ear and the uh, cochlea. This is where tinnitus often occurs, all right? They then combined this with other treatments such as vacuum therapy and drug therapy. So we're going to talk a little bit about these and see how everybody came out, all right? So low-level laser therapy is a narrow spectral width of light that is close to infrared to promote tissue regeneration reduce inflammation or to relieve pain. Now, red light therapy is light that you can actually see. Infrared is too high on the spectrum. You can't see it, all right? And so they did this research with both, both red light that you could see and infrared light. So it's, it's important to know that both of these did help, okay? And neither one of these harms living tissue. So the study assessed red light and infrared light therapy. The red light uses visible wavelengths from 630 to 700 nanometers. Infrared light uses wavelengths from 800 to 1,000 nanometers. It's invisible, but it goes deeper into the body. Now, you may know, you may not know, that we do have infrared sauna here in the clinic, all right? And so we have the far, near, and mid-range infrared. We do that because the different wavelengths penetrate different levels in the body. It doesn't hurt. It's very nice. It's very warm. It's very relaxing, and it reduces inflammation. So we do have that therapy. The good thing that we have, the sauna that we have, is that it has no EMFs, okay? EMF stands for uh, electromagnetic frequencies. So a lot of the gyms that you'll go to or spas that you go to, they have a lower level of an infrared sauna, and you're going to be getting some um, EMS, which you don't want, okay? So we make sure that when we do infrared therapy, we're not giving you frequencies that you are not wanting. 
So when they divided up these people into these groups, they did these different types of testing. They just did the low-level laser therapy with nothing else. They did the low-level laser therapy combined with vacuum therapy, ultrasound, ginkgo biloba tablets, all right? And then they also added a drug uh, that's used for uh, migraines, all right, called flunorzine, okay, or flunorzine. Uh, they also did another group with laser acupuncture, which is a specific type of low-level laser therapy. That sounds like a tongue twister, doesn't it? Low-level laser therapy, all right? That uses non-thermal, low-intensity laser irradiation to stimulate the traditional acupressure points. The treatment with another group only just used that drug that, used, that is used to treat uh, the migraines, um, Flornazine uh, dihydrochloride. I may not say that right, but you guys can look it up. And then they did treatment only with the ginkgo biloba. So they did light only, ginkgo biloba only, the drug only, and then they did different kinds of uh, combinations there. Okay, so this is what they found the low level light therapy, all right, was superior to the placebo, and the lasting therapeutic effectiveness was also observed up to 15 days post-treatment with the laser light therapy, all right? Um, laser acupuncture and light therapy combined with other treatments, all right? Researchers also observed that the most effective treatment was when the laser light therapy sessions focused on the cochlea in the middle ear and were increased from 6 minutes to 15 minutes. Now, this is important for us because as well as we have the uh, infrared sauna, we do have this little device called the brain tap. Now, we use this for a lot of different reasons, but one of the neat things is it has red light. This is not infrared, okay, because you can see it, but it's got red light, and if this was hooked up to the app on the brain tap, that red light in there would be strobing and, and doing different things going right into the ear canal. So we do have this device that shows promise to helping alleviate the uh, tinnitus there. So um, the uh, programs on the brain tap go about 22 minutes. And so the research shows that you need at least 15 minutes of therapy in order to affect a uh, result there. Uh, there are no, no drugs that are approved for tinnitus. There's no therapy that the United States has. So they give you sedatives, antihistamines, antidepressants, all right, local anesthetics, antipsychotics. Now, who wants to take an antipsychotic? All right, so these drums can drums drugs can have serious, long, and short-term side effects. So we don't want to do that. This is the first study to show that low-level laser light therapy combined with other therapies to monitor short-term effects uh, during 15 days of treatment and suggest protocols for the different patients that had tinnitus symptoms. So the National Institute of Deafness and Other Communication Disorders estimates that between 10 and 25 percent of U.S. adults have tinnitus, all right? It makes it one of this country's most common health conditions. People who have this will experience ringing, 
roaring, whooshing, hissing, humming, or buzzing in one or both ears. The noise can be soft or loud, intermittent or continuous, and um, it can resolve all by itself. Now, I don't have this. Thank God I don't have this. If I had buzzing in my ear, I would swear to God that I had a, a, a bee or a insect or something like that, and it would just drive me crazy. So I cannot imagine the discomfort that these people have if they have this, but there is hope. So I'm going to give you that hope here. Scientists theorize that the tinnitus is from damage to the inner ear that changes the way the signals are carried from the nerves to the other parts of the brain. Other evidence suggests that abnormal interactions between the auditory cortex and the neural circuits can contribute to this condition. Now, there's other information that shows that different medications can cause tinnitus. And so this is really, really important because everybody in the last two years has just been very, very encouraged to have a certain medical treatment and have to be very careful here because uh, the video will be banned for medical misinformation if I say specific words. They found that when people had this particular medical um, intervention that the adverse event that the U.S. regulatory agency has seemingly ignored is commonly associated with this past one and quite a few other medical interventions. So you're going to have to read between the lines there and just understand that sometimes we do this to ourselves when we choose medical procedures or we choose different drugs. It is hard to determine what causes tinnitus. It is challenging to treat and determine whether or when it might resolve. Scientists discovered in the 1960s, so this has been a minute, right, 1960s, that low-level laser therapy could enhance tissue repair, but it's only been used in the inner ear, okay, in the last 20 years. Previous studies yielded inconsistent results, but the authors of the new study say that that could be because their level of light was inconsistent and they may not have had a high enough level of frequency in order to make that change. Now, we know that health occurs when all of your bodily systems are functioning in concert, right? They are synchronized with their frequency so everything works the way it's supposed to. We know that sickness and disease happens when frequencies are not at your optimal level. So this is what we do every day here in the clinic as we assess frequencies. Light is a frequency. Sound is a frequency. So when we're thinking of tinnitus, right, it's that whooshing, hissing, uh, buzzing, whatever it is in the ear, that is a frequency. So we are taught that when our frequencies, our own bodily frequencies, are at optimum, then there is no way for an aberrant frequency to exist, right? So when we have an aberrant frequency, that just means that we need to A, eliminate what's causing it, or B, get our natural frequencies up where they need to be so that aberrant frequency cannot function. All right, so I know that's just a lot of... Um, quantum physics there, all right, but it works in the body and we see these results all the time. To perform low-level laser light therapy, a device is applied using either red or infrared laser wavelengths to 
a particular part of the ear going inside the ear for a set duration. An optimum was at least 15 minutes, okay? The therapy is not painful. It is not associated with adverse events. And a Norwegian study was published in the British Medical Journal that said that laser light therapy was absolutely harmless. Now, this, this is what we have here in the clinic, as I said. If I had hooked it up to the app, app this would be flashing, okay? But you just put it on headset, right? You put the visor. Now, the visor, you can't see because it's not plugged in. But you've got little lights in here, too. Okay, now these are only blue on your eyes. It's only blue. But what it does, when you put this on your head and you plug it into the app, it plays different music and different sounds and all that kind of stuff. And what that does with the lights, it changes the frequency that's going on in your brain. All right? It's very comfortable. It's very enjoyable. So if you have the opportunity to do that, I would definitely encourage you to uh, take advantage of it because it's, it's quite nice. And you might be surprised at what happened when your brain starts working the way it's supposed to. Okay? So, um, according to the medical lasers paper, the exact mechanisms of low-level laser light therapy is not understood, but they believe that once the light is absorbed, it modulates cell biochemical reactions, stimulates mitochondrial respiration, enhancing the production of molecular oxygen, ATP and collagen disposition. So what does that mean in real life? That means that the light that goes into your ear causes the uh, biochemical processes to change. When they change, that means they emit a higher frequency. They um, they go in, you get more oxygen. We all know we feel better when we have more oxygen, right? Um, when our brain has oxygen, we think better. My very best friend and I talk about we don't have enough oxygen getting to our brain when we can't find a word or we can't, uh, you know, draw something out. We don't have enough oxygen. So it's kind of a joke, but, but not really. ATP is the, uh, they call it the molecular currency of the cell. So if you don't have ATP, you don't have any energy. So if you enhance the ATP through the red light therapy, then what that's going to do is cause all those mechanisms inside your ear to function the way they need to so that you're able to uh, resolve the issue get your frequencies higher, and then those things that are causing you to have the problem is not going to have a problem anymore, okay? Again, there's no medical treatment that is approved for tinnitus in either America or Europe, so people turn to alternative therapies, and so I love that because guess what? This is what we do. We do alternative therapies. Why do we do that? Because we know that we are not sick because we have a deficit of a chemical. We are not sick because we don't have enough prescriptions in our body. Bodies, right? That's not why we're sick, right? We are sick because we do not have enough nutrition. When we have the right nutrition, when our gut is connected to our brain, then we have the right absorption of the nutrients so that we're not going to be sick and we're not going to need any kind of medication. So the absolute best alternative is a drug, and it's a Chinese drug, and it's not even a drug. It's a combination of drugs. I could not find that I could get it anywhere to bring it into the clinic. So 
you're going to have to go to your local uh, Chinese practitioner, and we have them here in the Houston area, and you probably have them where you are too. The thing that I don't like about that is that they give you a little baggie with all kinds of Chinese characters on there. Here, take this so much, so much, so many times a day. I don't know what I'm taking, okay? And so that's a real big thing with me. I want to know what I'm taking so I can research it. I can make sure that it comes from a decent place. It doesn't have any GMOs. It doesn't have any pesticides and all that kind of stuff. So this is a combination of four different Chinese herbs. They call it Cushion um, Pain. Now, I'm going to spell that for you. G-U-S-H-E-N-P-I-A-N. In a randomized controlled trial published in Cellular Biology and Physics, this combination of Chinese herbs, it's a traditional Chinese herbal remedy, showed significant therapeutic results for tinnitus compared to a placebo after only four weeks of treatment, with an overall effectiveness rate of, get this, 89.2% versus 30% with the placebo. All right, symptom relief at a, at a rate of 59% versus 5% with the placebo. Now, I don't know how an overall effectiveness would not include symptom relief, because how can you know if it's effective if you don't have symptom relief? So I'm not quite sure what they're trying to say here in this report, but that's what they're saying. The next herb that was most efficacious is uh, ginkgo biloba. Now, I know that one, all right? You've probably heard about that one. This also is a Chinese herb. It comes from a tree that grows in China, and it is the most researched herbal um, product in the whole world, all right? It's been around for 2,000 years, and it's been tested in clinical and non-clinical trials according to a review published in the Frontiers of Pharmacology. It has bioflavonoids and flavonoids, polyphenols, organic acids that are thought to have vasodilatory, vaso, I can't even say my words today, vasodilatory, it gets your blood vessels bigger. Okay, I'm just going to say that. All right, and it helps to alleviate the uh, tinnitus symptoms. Now, I just want to tell you, your bioflavonoids and your flavonoids are your antioxidants. What do antioxidants do? They scavenge the free radicals. How do we know that we need that? Because we've got this fabulous Pharmanex scanner here, and it will scan with a laser light. Now, it's a blue laser. It's not a red one. But it will scan with that laser light how much of the bioflavonoids that you are getting into your system. So, ginkgo biloba gives you a lot of antioxidant um, eff effectiveness. And so, it goes in there and it, it deals with whatever's causing you to have the... Um, the tinnitus. Now, it says that ginkgo biloba extract may improve cochlear microcirculation and protect against autotoxicity, damage to the ear caused by medicine that results in hearing loss, ringing in the ear, or balance disorders. It alleviates age-associated degeneration. Now, we know that people take ginkgo biloba because they want to prevent cognitive decline, right? 
and that's important and it will help with that. But it also gets your blood flow, the microcirculation, it gets that blood flow going in your ear and it could just be stagnant, nothing's happening, which causes that ringing, whooshing, hissing, whatever it is that you're having in your ear, all right? So, a study in the Journal of Personalized Medicine did not show significant results when ginkgo biloba was used alone. But when it was used with the low-level laser light therapy, it had great promise. And so, we want to make sure that we're looking at these studies and we get the best of the best, right? Ginkgo biloba is a good herb. It is very, very good. However, it's not going to be good enough if you don't combine it with the low-level laser-like therapy. Another herb that we're very familiar with is Korean red ginseng. Now, we use Korean red ginseng in some of our menopausal formulas. Now, why do we do that? Because it increases circulation. And we know that when we can get oxygen and blood flow to different areas in the body, that we're going to be just a whole lot better. And so they used this Korean red ginseng to uh, see if it would help with the tinnitus. So the studies mentioned in the Frontiers and Pharmacology Review showed that the Korean red ginseng can protect against Autotoxic medications attenuate noise-induced hearing loss, improve cochlear damage. In a study published in the Journal of Audiology and Otology, patients with chronic tinnitus received 100, sorry, 1,500 milligrams per day or 3,000 milligrams of Korean red ginseng per day or 160 milligrams per day of ginkgo biloba extract for over four weeks. The authors found that the patients receiving 3,000 milligrams of Korean ginseng showed significant improvement in their scores and improved emotional and mental health. So I can imagine if you've got this consistent or even intermittent ringing in the ears or the hissing or the whooshing or whatever it is, I'm sure you can't sleep when that's going on. And so if I can't sleep, if I don't sleep, then I'm irritable and grouchy and moody and, and all the not nice things that, that we don't want to be, okay? And so we want to make sure that when we're doing all this kind of stuff that we have what we need, okay? Zinc. The researchers suggest that as many as 31% of patients with tinnitus are also deficient in zinc. Now, we've talked about this before. We've got a, a nice little test here. It's called the zinc tally test. You take a sip of liquid zinc, and depending on what you taste, we know if your zinc is at optimum levels or not, all right? In a study published by the Journal of Autology and Neurology, Neuroautology, sorry, 46.4 uh, patients given zinc reported clinically favorable progress, and 82 of the patients, 82% of the patients experiencing subjective tinnitus experienced improvement in the symptoms. Patients who received the placebo experienced no significant decrease. So that means that zinc, and zinc is cheap and zinc is easy to find, and zinc helps you to avoid all kinds of viruses and different things. So this is something that just might be just real easy for the ringing of the ears, okay? Another 
uh, element that we have is melatonin. Now, melatonin is not a m methyl element. It is a neurological uh, neurotransmitter, all right? They uh, supplemented with uh, three milligrams per day for 30 days, and it was associated with a statistically significant decrease in tinnitus intensity, improved sleep quality, and pain with chronic tinnitus. And according to the study published in the Annals of Autology, Rhinology, and Laryngology. Now, melatonin therapy is most effective in men without a history of depression, those with severe and bilateral tinnitus, and those with a history of noise exposure. Now, I just want to say, I'm not a favor of melatonin supplementation. I know y'all do it. Everybody does it. It's on every corner store that you can go in there. The reason I don't like it is because on your neurotransmitter, it's at the bottom of the food chain. I would rather supplement at the top of the food chain and then let everything trickle down the way it needs to so that you have all the neurotransmitters that you need, okay? So that's just my personal, my personal therapy, personal therapy, personal opinion. If you think that this might help you, you can try it and see what you think. What we have a problem with, if you supplement melatonin and you over-supplement melatonin, you get all other kinds of problems. And so I want to, um, you know, just kind of caution against that. The last thing that they say, but to me, this is the most important thing, is your dietary therapy. Diet may play a role in susceptibility of inner ear to noise and age-related tinnitus and hearing loss. In a 2020 study, associations between single nutrients and dietary patterns in those with tinnitus and hearing difficulties. The higher intake of B12 was associated with a reduced chance of developing tinnitus, while calcium and iron that were too high, all right, was associated um, with, yeah, no, let me read that again because that, that was a little bit confusing. Uh, B12, high B12 was associated with reduced chance of developing tinnitus while calcium and iron increased the chances of developing tinnitus. All right, so you don't want to have high calcium or high iron. Not too high. You want to have just what you need. Vitamin D intake was associated with a reduced risk of hearing difficulties as well was a diet higher in protein, vegetables, fruit, and lower in fat. Now, this is one of the things that we talk about all the time with people that are in here that come to see me in the clinic is your diet. Nobody gets all of the nutrients that they need from their diet. Why is that? Because the, the way we produce food here in the United States, it is almost all industrial uh, farming and they use chemicals and pesticides. The ground is not nutritionally dense. It doesn't have the right fertilizers. It doesn't have the right things in the ground in order for the produce to have all of the things that it needs to have. We looked at some research that was done in, I think it was 2000, and they compared the nutritional density of fruits and vegetables back to the last study, which was done in 1985. So 1985 to 2000, most of the fruits and vegetables had lost, well, on average, 70% of their nutrition, all right? We're now at 2023, so how much better has our nutrition been? Not. 
it's gotten even worse. Now, what are the statistics? They haven't come out with any statistics yet. But one of the things that we start with here at the clinic is we start with a good gut repair program because no matter what you're taking, if you're taking the best vitamins that God ever made, right, but you're not able to absorb it, you're not going to get any benefit of it. And that's why we start with the gut first. If we get the gut and the brain connected, then when you do the ginkgo biloba, when you do the red ginseng, when you do uh, the zinc, when you do all those things that we talked about, you're going to absorb that. And so those nutrients are going to go where they need to go, and they're not just going to be just in and out, right? That's not what we want. We want to have all of our nutrients. They, the vitamins and supplements and all that, they cost money, right? Nobody has any money to waste. And so we certainly want to make sure that our internal environment is as clean and precise and everything is just knit together in the way that it is supposed to so that when we take the supplements, when we take the food, the fruits, the vegetables, all that kind of thing, then it has a place to go, the body's able to absorb it, and it's able to go in and do, do what it needs to do. So the conclusion here, all right, is that the herbs, the diet, the red light therapy, all of those work together, and there's an 89%, I think it was 89% improvement in symptoms. So, this is easy, okay? This is all over the United States. I'm not sure if it's in Europe, Canada, I'm not sure, but I know it's all over the United States. We have it here in the clinic. Red light, uh, infrared saunas, you can find those anywhere, everywhere. Make sure that they don't have any EMF uh, emissions, okay, because we don't want to, that damages the way our body works. So if you have tinnitus, we've got some things here that we can help you look at what your uh, nutrition is doing. Are you low in zinc? Do the zinc tally test. Are you taking enough B12? Maybe, maybe not. Your Bs are found in your um, fruits and vegetables, of course, but B12 particularly is found in your red meat and your eggs. So if you're vegetarian, then you're probably not getting enough B12. So you want to make sure that you supplement with a good B12 so that you're able to do what you need to do. If you happen to have an MTHFR gene SNP, you're not able to absorb your B12. All right, so that's another problem. So if you have that, you need to take methylated B12 and methylated folate so that you're able to get all those nutrients up so that you can do what you need to do. So that's a lot of information. We've had just a lot of information today. So let me know what you think. And um, if you have a question, let me know. Thank you in advance for sharing for commenting, for liking, for doing all the things because Facebook will expose it to more people the more interaction that we get. So I appreciate you uh, spending your lunch hour with me. And it is the weekend. And so what is my mantra for the weekend? Self-care. Take care of yourself. Do what you need to do because it's important. You've got to rest, recover, rejuvenate. So if you have any tinnitus issues, give me a call. We'll see what we can do. And I'm going to wish you the best weekend, and I will see you next Friday. Thank you so much.